Edinburgh Castle overlooks the beautiful Scotland city that it's named after. It sits on an extinct volcano known as Castle Rock that is several hundred years old. The location of the castle was a strategic move as it would be the site of many battles and wars in the years to come. With such a long history of death has come many stories of hauntings that have cemented the castle's reputation for being one of the most haunted places in Scotland. This is the history and hauntings of Edinburgh Castle. I'm Ashton and welcome to the Haunted Corner. Welcome back to the Haunted Corner, episode 30. It's wild. I can't believe we are already at episode 30. I'm really excited for this one. I loved going down the rabbit hole and learning about this historical landmark along the way. I really like learning about the history of old castles, and if they're haunted, even better. <laughs> I got a lot of information straight from the website for the Edinburgh Castle. Encyclopedia Britannica, and a book called Real Haunted Castles and Fortresses, written by Zachary Knowles. Let's get into it. Edinburgh Castle sits 443 feet above sea level and overlooks the city of Edinburgh from the top of an extinct volcano called Castle Rock. There's evidence of human inhabitation as early as 1 AD, and the castle exists as the most besieged castle in Britain with 26 attacks throughout its over a thousand year history. Edinburgh Castle was involved in many historical conflicts from the wars of Scottish independence in the 14th century to the Jacobite Rising of 1745. It's known as one of the most attacked places in the world. In 1639, the castle was captured in just 30 minutes when it was taken by a Covenanter forces led by the distinguished general Alexander Leslie. Many of the attacks that the castle faced were successful, but some of them did not go quite as planned. During the Jacobite Rising, a group failed to siege the castle after bringing a ladder that was too short to reach the ramparts. <laughs> so I can just imagine the guards, you know, like peeking over the side, thinking, mm, not today, guys. <laughs> Edinburgh Castle was home to kings and queens for many centuries. Queen Margaret died there in 1093, and St. Margaret's Chapel, which was built in her honor by her son, King David I, is Edinburgh's oldest building and still hosts weddings and christenings to this day. The Great Hall was completed in 1511 for King James IV and hosted grand banquets and state events. But the king didn't have a lot of time to enjoy his new addition. James IV died at the Battle of Flodden in 1513, fighting English forces sent by his brother-in-law, King Henry VIII of England. Above the door to the royal palace are the initials M.A.H., which stands for Mary, Queen of Scots, and her second husband, Henry Stuart, Lord Darnley. 
Mary gave birth to James VI in the royal palace in 1566. He became king of Scotland at 13 months old and united the crowns of Scotland and England in 1603. The castle was once a royal treasury where the nation's records and riches were kept. Jewels and treasures from around the world were kept here, including relics of Robert the Bruce, fine tapestries, and magical amulets. In the Second World War, the crown of Scotland was hidden from the enemy in David's Tower and was buried in a medieval latrine closet, which, yes, is the bathroom. (laughs) Another fun fact, the first fireworks display in Scotland took place at Edinburgh Castle. Now, the Stone of Destiny is an ancient symbol of Scotland's monarchy. For centuries, it was used for the inauguration of Scottish kings. That is, until Edward I of England confiscated it in 1296 and carried it over the border. It was built into a new throne at Westminster Abbey and used for coronation ceremonies. The stone was a symbol of Scotland's sovereignty. A group of students from Glasgow University set out to remind the Scottish people of their sacred stone. Ian Hamilton, Gavin Vernon, Kay Matheson, and Alan Stewart got together and planned out a very daring heist. In the morning of Christmas Day 1950, the students broke into the abbey. They used a Macintosh to drag the stone over the tiled floor. They escaped back to Scotland, and the stone remained hidden for several weeks. And then, on St. Andrew's Day, the 30th of November in 1996, while 10,000 people lined Edinburgh's Royal Mile, the Stone of Destiny was returned to Scotland for the first time in 700 years. In a service at St. Giles Cathedral, the moderator of the Church of Scotland, the Right Reverend John Mackendoe, formally accepted the stone's return. The stone was taken to Edinburgh Castle, where it now lives with the honors of Scotland, which are the Scottish crown jewels. Now, not such a fun fact. As you can imagine, there was a lot of death that occurred in the castle, mainly during battles for power. And then at one time, in an attempt to gain the Regency of Scotland, the keeper of the castle, Sir William Crichton, sought to break the power of the Douglases, the principal noble family in the kingdom. The 16-year-old William Douglas, 6th Earl of Douglas, and his younger brother David were summoned to Edinburgh Castle in November of 1440. After the so-called Black Dinner had taken place in David's Tower, both boys were executed on trumped-up charges in the presence of the 10-year-old King James II. I read something that said that this this event was the inspiration for the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones which tracks, but I wasn't able to verify that, so take it with a grain of salt. (laughs) At one point, the well that fed waters to the monarchs was poisoned. They had to get creative with their murders back in the day. So all of this, the death, the deception, violence, and torture that occurred within the castle is said to have led to the castle being known as the most haunted castle in the world. So let's jump into the ghost stories. Beneath the castle is a long winding series of tunnels and chambers that are known as the Screaming Vaults. These vaults are reportedly home to many aggressive spirits 
who are said to leave scratch marks on visitors. Allegedly, a pair of serial killers named Burke and Hare were said to have sold their victims' corpses to medical schools, stored their victims' bodies in the tunnels. It's said that this is the cause of cold blasts and voices telling guests to go away in ancient Gaelic. And after I heard about Burke and Hare, I had to go down a rabbit hole. That's a story for another time. <laughs> for, that's a Monday story. A guest visiting the tunnels felt a man step out in front of her and even felt and smelled his breath, which reeked of whiskey. But no one was there. Another tunnel leads to the Royal Mile, which is where one of the most famous ghosts of the castle resides. Several hundred years ago, when the tunnels below the castle were first discovered, a bagpiper was allegedly tasked with the job of exploring the tunnels and was told to play his bagpipes so those who were above could keep track of his location. Everything was going to plan for a bit until all of a sudden the sound of the bagpipes stopped. Immediately they sent down a team to look for the bagpiper, but neither his body or the bagpipes were ever found. And it's not uncommon to hear the sounds of the bagpipes coming from the tunnels, hinting that he is still around exploring the tunnels to this day. Another reported haunting is the spirit of a prisoner who spent time in the castle. Reportedly, this prisoner made a daring attempt at an escape by hiding inside a dung barrel and covering himself with, you guessed it, dung. Unfortunately, he wasn't aware of what they did with the barrels after they left the castle, and he plummeted to his death when the barrels were dumped down Castle Rock. It's now said that he manifests by filling the rooms with the smell of dung. And more sinisterly, he's also said to appear near the edge of the castle and attempts to shove visitors over the edge. The most gruesome reported haunting comes, comes from an accused witch named Lady Janet Douglas, or Lady Glamis. As we remember, the Douglas family was a threat to King James, the baby king, and when her husband died, Lady Douglas was accused of poisoning the king by witchcraft. In an attempt to gather evidence against her, the king ordered her servants and family members to be taken prisoner and tortured. Lady Douglas herself was confined to the dungeon in the darkness until she could barely see anymore. Eventually, she was burned alive at the stake while her 16-year-old son watched. She was not the only witch to be burned at the stake at the castle. A total of 300 women who were accused of witchcraft met a similar fate. It's reported that visitors have seen the apparition of Lady Glamis on the castle grounds, and some visitors have heard unexplained knocking. It's said that this sound is the sound of workmen building the platform on which she was murdered. The next reported haunting is one that is, is a little bit less threatening. Well, ish. The spirit of a young boy, reportedly dressed in a drummer's uniform, appears most often when the castle is in imminent danger. He first appeared in 1650, right before a major attack on the castle by Cromwell. 
So this sounds really sweet. He's trying to protect the castle from beyond. Unfortunately, the spirit of the young boy is missing his head. And for these reasons, he is known as the headless drummer of Edinburgh Castle. Along with the human spirits, there have also been reports of a ghostly dog who is believed to be buried in the pet cemetery on the property. He's said to be a large black dog who appears to be a normal dog until you look a little bit closer and you realize that there is a glowing green mist surrounding the dog. There have been no reports of attacks, so it appears that this good boy or girl is still guarding the property to this day. Now, in addition to the more specific hauntings, visitors have reported feeling as though they are being watched random cold spots appearing out of nowhere, as well as being pushed, shoved, or touched with no evidence of anyone nearby. Some visitors have reported becoming quickly overwhelmed with emotions of sadness, dread, or anxiety with no explanation. And it's clear that this historical landmark holds more secrets than meets the eyes. And that is the haunted history of Edinburgh Castle. Thank you for tuning in to episode 30. I hope you enjoyed it. The sources for today's episode will be listed on the blog post for the episode at www.thehauntedcorner.com. Check out the other episodes of The Haunted Corner available now wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and also on YouTube with new episodes dropping every Monday and Thursday. If you're enjoying the podcast and would like to share your support, head on over to Patreon. You'll have access to the exclusive Patreon-only episodes early and ad-free access to episodes, plus so much more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash The Haunted Corner to join now. Follow us on social media at The Haunted Corner on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to tell a friend. If you have a case suggestion or a correction to share, please send it to thehauntedcorner at gmail.com or submit it through the website. Until next time, be kind and take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye.